What's up, everybody? I'm TJ. And I'm Kelsey. And we are the, the Nashville, Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. From Nashville, Tennessee. We're not in Nashville. We're in Franklin. Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. The Nashville Wine Duo Podcast featuring Kelsey. Why are you doing? And number seventeen. It's TJ Rogers. Stop. No. That's what. That's what. If I was in the sports team, that's what. This... He's doing that because we went to the Titans game this week. <laughs> that's so. it for. Okay, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're nice. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everybody. What's up? Oh, my gosh. We are having fun. We are drinking <laughs> as uh, usual. Yeah, it's just been so hard. to. I feel like it's been really hard to fit everything in lately. We've been, yeah, we've been doing a we've lot. We've just been slammed, been, and I feel it's like it's... Busy. And then we're also working just like opposite shifts at jobs, and then, oh, yeah, okay, let's just get a puppy. Let's just... Uh, <laughs> and we decided you, just to get a puppy. You, you. So I want you to tell them about our our uh, our newest addition to the family and wh- how we did it. What uh, came about? The so, story. Yeah, I mean, our dog passed away three, four, no, four months ago four months now. Ago. Um, and we were just missing that presence in the house. Like we have our Felix, we have our cat, but you guys know if you have a dog, like dogs just have a different vibe. Like they're just always happy to see you. They're just more affectionate and very forgiving. Yeah, and we we just miss that energy when we and walk in the door. Love. Yeah, um, and I think we were both like, okay, so we've gone back and forth about hyperallergenic you, and you so more than me. I don't know if I was like I was searching it out at this point. Yeah, behind my back. Uh, I wasn't. It was my yeah, back. No, I told you I was no, doing it. No, you know I was doing it. And um, I was looking on Puppy Finder. And, you know, you get nervous. Like, I messaged a couple people, and, like, some of them respond very loud. I was like, oh, you guys have puppies? Yep. I was like, okay, you're not somebody I want to talk to. And then I found one that her name was Carolyn, and she said she was helping her friend Abner sell the puppies. So I was like, okay. So I Abner. Talk- Abner. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I started texting her, and she was just very communicative. I was like, okay, I have a good feeling about this. And the dog was half mini poodle half shih tzu and i was like these dogs are usually like three thousand dollars usually referred to as sheep so i was like okay it could be a scam you never know because she was for a really good deal a really good deal like you know not as much as that would be and um so i was like okay so i would talk to tj about it and i just messaged the person i was like okay we're just gonna go on monday and pick her up no we're gonna go monday and look at well i told the lady we were gonna come pick her up that's not what you told me. Okay, well, I did. You said we're going to go look at this dog, and if anything's off or I didn't want the lady to give it to somebody else. You have to guarantee your you spot. You lied to me. Okay, either way. All right. So, so we two were, stories, two tales, so, two tales of different cities. No, but then you put the address in, and you were like, because you like want to know where I we're Googled going. I Googled it. Yeah, and then he like went in on the property. There was only one listing on the property, and it was like a huge farm, like a picture from 1980 from Ariel. That you could not see any information. Like, I couldn't get anything from it. So I was like, I don't know what I'm yeah, walking into. Yeah, but then into. I zoomed in on it and said there was a Dutch Amish far- Amish market. Yeah. And so we started driving. Started shady. So I packed my gun. 
babe. <laughs> oh gosh. I did. I didn't know what I was walking into. So we started driving <laughs> and um we noticed all these like horse and buggies driving down the road and Amish people were in them. And I said, maybe I remember thinking this. I was like, maybe they're Amish and like they don't have electricity or like phones or I don't know. They don't believe in electronics. So maybe that's why I've had to talk to this other person. And so we drive up to this driveway and the house, the view is just immaculate. Like you could tell this guy probably built this house. And I mean, his front porch, we both were just like, it was stunning. Long, yeah, long driveway. Beautiful, beautiful porch. House. Yeah. And his three little Amish children and all their get up were out front with the puppy, the puppy that we wanted. And um, it was an Amish family. Amish family. It was an Amish family. And yep. immediately I was just like, you know what? I um, I trust this situation because I feel like Amish people don't lie about things like that. Don't you agree? I don't know too many Amish people. Amish people seem to be like they believe in being truthful and things like that. Okay. That, I, that I was a vibe I, I got. I got that vibe from Abner, who I guess is the original Well, he person. did he did mark the money with a marker to make sure it was real money. Oh, he so, had a contract and everything. He had a contract. He's, yeah, he's pretty he was legit. thorough. This isn't, this isn't his first And they are the Amish, like Dutch Amish, Amish Dutch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the difference. Yeah. They didn't have any cars. Yeah, they didn't have, no, nothing. No, no. And they're very stoic. We were talking about that after we left. Like I, TJ was just like, people all over the world really amaze me because it really there's so many different walks of life. And it's crazy. Like when you, like even the children were very stoic. Didn't you feel that? Mm-hmm. Like no. just like a like a very serious kind Never of. Never saw the kid smile. Yeah, and I don't know if I don't know. And the puppy also has just like the best temperament ever. And I'm like, I don't know if that's because so far three days in, two she days does, in. She does though. When we fingers been... crossed on the drive home. This seems too good to be true. It does. Okay, the true. dog sat on your lap for two hours. Didn't make a peep. Didn't know. The first Super night sweet. didn't make a peep. I'm just wondering when when the big boom is going to happen because this situation feels too good to be true. Well, she's awesome. Drive to Kentucky, meet some nice Amish family, get a nice dog. We All named right. where, her. Where, 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 where am I going to get? We named her Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. And she's adorable. She's a Rosie. And she's so cute. She's adorable. She's so tiny. She's only four pounds. She might get up to like 12, 12 pounds. Yeah. Yes, she's a, she's a nice addition to the family and we love her and it's been a lot of work. But a lot of fun. A lot of babysitting, but we've talked about it. And the girls, our kids just saw them today. And gosh, the girls are just freaking thrilled about it. I mean, it. everybody is really excited about this dog in the family. I agree. We we uh, we kind of needed this, so I think so too. You know, it's a good it's a good addition. Yeah. So you want to tell them what else has been going on this week? It's been thing after thing after thing. Yeah, so we were invited to uh, a whiskey event on Friday, which we talked about on the last podcast, but um, this awesome Irish whiskey company called Busker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think that's how you pronounce I, it? I, I think feel so. stupid every time we're I say sorry it. If we're sorry if we're saying it wrong. B-U-S-K-E-R. No, it looks like Busker. Busker. Yeah. I mean, but I just feel like, oh, I don't know really how to say it, but Busker Irish Whiskey invited us to come out to the Whiskey X Festival in Nashville, Tennessee. It was in Marathon Village. 
Marathon Village downtown. Um, so many cool um, bourbon and whiskey companies there represented, but the best one of them was Busker. Um, amazing Irish whiskey. We did a cocktail with them, right? They did a cocktail there. And every, then we did it neat. yeah, well, they had a bunch of different booths. But yeah, they but had, every vendor, every yeah, bourbon or whiskey vendor had uh, a cocktail and then you could try their whiskey. But I gotta say, like neat. the Busker, since we've gotten Busker it, or Busker? Like, Busker, Busker, you said Busker. Oh, yeah, you're right. See? Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, um, anyway, it's fantastic. Busker, Busker is amazing. We love it. Like, okay, I can't drink a lot of whiskeys like straight or on yeah. the rocks. Like, this one I can drink Smooth. straight. I really enjoy it. TJ really enjoys it. Um, it's been like a go-to since we've got it. Yeah. So they sent us a couple bottles to just try before the festival, and we've really, really yeah. And we loved it. We honestly, we're we're the kind of people where like if we get sent stuff and we don't enjoy it, we don't continue to talk You'll about it. You'll never hear us say a word about no, it again. You will never hear us say people about <laughs> it again if it's something that we got in the mail and we're like, okay, we try it and it's horrible. We yeah. won't talk about it again. Yeah. But if it's good, we will talk about it again. And this whiskey is fantastic. And I honestly feel like they would have had to have been to be at this festival because they had a lot of top notch players at this. True. At this, like, I don't know. I don't think you really necessarily call it a festival. I don't, what would you call it? Whiskey event. Event. I mean, Whiskey they had Isaac. Uncle Nearest. They had. Whistle Pig. Woodford Reserve. Yeah. I mean, uh, all the. Did you know Metallica has a, a, oh, a whiskey? They were there. Okay. Yeah. CAO cigar. So all the like, creme de la creme. I mean, the people, and also the people that you were meeting there were whiskey connoisseurs. I mean, you talk to people, people online. I mean, so this is a good whiskey that I don't know how many people know about it, but you got to try it. Buskers, buskers. Either way, we're going to like put a tag and show you where to get it in the. Yep. We'll put the website on there so you guys can look at it, go into your favorite. Yeah. And if you like whiskey, you got to try this whiskey. Yes. We love it. Uh, so good. Yeah. Uh, then on, well, you didn't tell them about your Backstreet Boys. Oh, yes. Boys. I went to the Backstreet so Boys. So Thursday night. So rewind. Because we went to the Backstreet Boys at Bridgestone Arena yeah. on Thursday night. It was kind of, this This week was, it was. It's a whirlwind. Okay. Yeah. It was like seriously jam-packed. It was like, yeah. I worked at 6 a.m. We're both just working like crazy long days and then doing this stuff afterwards. So usually again we get to post on our instagram and it's kind of been rough because i feel like we've just been so busy that we're like either we're doing stuff or not seeing each other so it's been very difficult to like do things yeah but yeah the backstreet boys concert was amazing i had just have to say like i I was so impressed by like just the dancing and like the fact that they could all sing still so well and they played all the hits and like being in a room of people, it was just so nostalgic. And like music has this way of like making you remember things like other things don't. And yeah. it just felt very special. And also like, I don't know, like celebrating because they were talking about how like how long they've been the Backstreet Boys. And it's like 30 some years. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like it's cool to celebrate that longevity and also it's okay to celebrate being older and i feel like so much of our culture doesn't celebrate like things that have i don't know they don't they don't celebrate like old stuff all the time it's kind right. of like it's stupid to be older or like well and even dumb like I've, i saw somebody talking about this day like they consider people in their 40s old and i'm like why are we doing that like we shouldn't be doing that at all like you have so much life still left to live when you're 40s 
Like well, you're not what's, old. What's the opposite? Being a twenty year old know it all that doesn't know shit. Yeah, like, like, I know. No. So I don't. I don't know. It was just like being in that room with them, and then like them just celebrating how long they've been around, and everybody in that room celebrating that they still love this band. And I'm like, there's something about longevity of things that I think is really special, mm-hmm. and that this many people are still singing these songs this many years later. And that's special. Well, not just that. I mean, think of like all the shit that they have gone through as the Backstreet Boys, like, you know, as just far as like drug addictions and oh yeah, failures and things like I know that Brian dude from the his voice, he had throat cancer or something, yep. his voice went out or whatever. Like, so just that the story that comes along with 30 years of longevity and all the trials and like they've they've suffered and almost probably broke up like a hundred thousand times already. Like they're still going like they've worked through the issues and they're still going. And I was trying to think of, is there any other boy band that have been around that long that have made this, this good of a comeback? I can't really think of another boy band that has like come back and made this good of a comeback. I mean, this was a sold out arena. And from what I heard, it was sold out last year too. I mean, they were, the merch line was like, to the back wall did like they do stuff in vegas too like they have vegas yeah they did like, but i'm just like I, I know of, there's like, no boy group other that, boy group that no. have like done what no. they've done and i and i you and i have like deliberated over it i think a big part of it has to do is that every guy in the band has a piece of it right. like there's not like two people or one person like singled out like i love nsync and i you know i love uh one direction but really it was like a harry styles and i'd have forgot the other kid's name the you know the one that was with Gigi Haydad or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It was like them. They were the main guys. Zach or Zeke or Z- something uh, like that. Something yeah, Zeke. okay. Yeah. yeah. You young people, you listen if you do listen to this, you're gonna be like they're old. Those two, <laughs> and then it was like JC and Justin. And then when you look at Backstreet Boys, you're like, every member of this band has a a, a role and a big role. So I don't know. I just, I, I'm just very impressed, and I went with my friend. Yeah, and I got a Bavarian pretzel. I didn't tell you that. You didn't tell me that. No, man. You told me about big, the T-shirt, but you didn't show me the pretzel. Pretzel. I got a big pretzel. I got a big beer, and it what was. So was fun. What was your favorite song live that they sang? I think it was everybody. Everybody. And you said they opened with that. Yeah. No. Oh. No, they opened with this other song about Backstreet Boys. I don't remember how it went. Hey, everybody. Yes, that was it. Yeah. We got it going. Yeah, Yeah, I don't. That was a really early song for me, so I don't remember that. I don't know that song either. Backstreet's back. That that was like, it just brought, everyone was just like flipping out. And you said everybody's singing along. Oh, yeah. You've never been in an arena where everybody's just singing. Oh, my gosh. Just screaming, yelling, singing every word. It was just like. Yeah, it was so cool. That's awesome. It was so cool. Anyway, and then we ended up doing a Titans. Yeah, so, so Sunday. Okay, yeah, so whiskey event, Backstreet Boys. Sunday, we went to the Titans game to pour wine for the um, Tennessee Titans wine club called the Foolish Club. Right. And and we uh, were aware of the, the box seats. Yeah, the press, the uh, private um sweets yeah. yes so we are pouring wine for the foolish club outside of the private suites and um talk about like a very cool experience 
I had never done anything like that or even been like to a Tennessee Titans game. I think one. even just like seeing the behind the scenes of it. Like, yeah. How many. Okay. That was one of the biggest things that we, we got there early because we had to park by. and do all that stuff. Yeah. But passing all the gates with all the volunteers and people coming in to work it. And there were just so many moving parts to make that game happen. Yeah. It was fascinating to me. Yeah. I think that was actually my biggest takeaway was just like this the op i didn't realize an operation like that is so large mm-hmm. and i okay don't want to be mean but i can't imagine the operation for like a team that is like an a-list team like the patriots or something i bet you it's got to be even more of a, like a i don't look at me weird okay i'm sorry i like the titans but like we talked about this I afterward think they probably have the same kind of people like they still have the same needs yeah. The same people in the spots doing the same stuff. You think? Yes. They still have like a publicity okay, team. Okay, either way, like this. there was like... It's because oh, you're an A team, as you put it, which I would not put it like that. Well, I already think that you, football's kind of rigged. I've told you this. You, you still have the same kind of needs and people doing the job. I agree. But it's like if you're working, but you don't, like, you've been the one that Chili's listen, restaurant, and then been, you got like no, a, hold on, don't another think, restaurant. You're gonna play, you can't do Chili's and like what Perry's are you going to try to come? Like, you, you've got the same moving parts. You okay. still have a bar. I'm not, I'm not you even, still have okay, server. listen, hold on. Have, like, I'm not even arguing pitching. that like the Titans are like a bad team. That's not even what I'm saying. Kinda heard that. No, no, no. Like this is what I'm saying. And you've actually been the one who explained this to me. The teams that do the best. And this is all across sports are the ones that have the most money. Majority and I, of the time. But I think that is wrong. I think it that is, is wrong. wrong. I, is I think wrong. that's rigged. I think that that's rigged. It is rigged and wrong. But you do get your shining kind of team of the year where they were the underdog and you, they come through. You don't feel upset about this with the Cubs? Because the Cubs? Cubs suck. The Cubs do that a lot. Yeah. That's because we don't have the money. Right. I think that's, we don't have the I players. Think that's crap. Why do you think the Dodgers always do so well? They got a lot of money. I don't know anything about the Dodgers. Anyway, the coolest thing about it was, okay, seriously, yeah, like cannot believe. Like it's got to be like 5,000 employees that make this thing happen. Yeah. And. It's super cool to get there, see the, the stadium empty, you know my wine Kelsey's pouring wine um to see the stadium stadium empty and then you know you turn back around an hour later and it's just full and they're cheering and there's fireworks and there's fighters going over the stadium after the national anthem and just like and it was on 9-11 noise like it was just yeah it was so loud. Like it just mm-hmm. go from nothing like zero to yeah. 180. Like it was so cool. It was really cool. Yeah. But so the foolish club, <clears throat> Tennessee Titans wine club, we were pouring some awesome wines. They uh, do two deliveries a year on their wine club. And uh, we were pouring a rosé. We were pouring a Chardonnay. Red blend. A Bordeaux and a Pinot Noir. Uh-huh. Um, and we talked about it. We we drank a cab with Madison on our la- uh, one of our podcasts from News Two, and the cab is so good. It's called Miracle. Yeah. But these are from Napa Valley, um, and the wines are just fa- they're fantastic. They are fantastic. Yeah. And I actually, so we were on the floor that okay, it was he's jersey number twenty two, McKendrick. I saw a bunch of jerseys. 
with 22 on them, but I don't know who it was. It's something McKendrick. Okay, you guys are, I'm so sorry if you guys are huge Titan fans and you're listening to this and you're angry because we were on his floor. His suite was right next to us. And a couple people from his room came out and they just said that they did a trip to Napa and they tried the wine and they said like, this wine's fantastic. Like it brings us back to Napa. I mean, there were several people that tried it that were just like, oh my gosh, this wine is really good. And then we explained to them like, you know, this is the the first wine club, you know, for an NFL team. Like the Titans were the first NFL team to have a wine club called the Foolish Club. And I think that that is so cool. And I was kind of leading into talking to people about that. And they were just like, what, are you serious? And, you know, these are all people that have, yeah, (laughs) I mean, they got money, like, they're up in these suites and we know a lot of them are like, wow, I'd love to give this as a gift. They love the box. It comes in this super cool, like, you know, French style wine yeah. box. Like old it's world, it's, you old world. Screwdriver yeah. and unscrew the screws to get the, get the wine out of the, yeah. the box. Yeah. I mean, it feels fun and expensive and old yeah. world and, and the wines also have a lot of Tennessee culture and history involved with the labels and the names. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're, you know, you're getting a piece of, Napa, but also with like a little bit of French influence, and then also this Tennessee vibe with it's it too. Tennessee, it's it's very story. yeah, it's very specialized. Yeah. It's very like, and there's not too many teams doing it. Yeah, and that's I, the but cool I, thing about and I it. feel like though, like if you're gonna do a wine club, you need to make a wine club really special. Mm-hmm. And like this wine club feels very special. Like you can only get these wines in this wine club, and you cannot yep. buy them anywhere. And you're getting. History of Tennessee, you're getting Napa wine, and you're getting this French influence too. And so part of the proceeds go to the Tennessee Titans Foundation. So you're also giving back as well when you become a, a member of the wine club. So yeah, I think all around, it's like a, it's a pretty sweet thing. And it's really good wine. And it's very good wine. Uh, I was on the floor with Ben Jones, who is the center for Tennessee Titans. Oh, really? Um, but Actually, I, you were I, also on Taylor Swift. They told me that. Taylor Swift has a box on your. Yeah, book. I hung out with her for a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, she she drank some of the rosé and stuff, and she liked it. August slipped away like a moment in time. She sang that to you after she took a sip of wine. She might have. I just took a sip of wine. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you that she did that, but she did do that. I thought she'd be jealous and angry at me. Oh no. <laughs> I wouldn't care. But we did get to hang out. This is also what was funny that what brought it three circle because I don't know. I'm saying things weird. Um, (laughs) So he worked with a man and I worked with a lady and they were married. And they were they were bartending, yeah, the, at, the at the Titans, Titans thing. Yeah, yeah. We were when we were yes. giving out wine. Like legally, I guess we had to be with like a bartender. With a bartender, yeah. And they were married. They've been married like 40 years or something. Had five kids, and it was crazy because they worked the Backstreet Boy event that mm-hmm. I had been to three days before. But I got to learn all about like the sweet life and like having a suite in the Titans stadium. Like y'all, it's like it's like 24 grand a year. To be yeah. in the suites. And yeah. then if you want to order a cheesecake, it's $250. Yeah. You don't get the food free once you get in there. You got to oh, no, pay, pay for everything. Yeah, sweet. She said a, a bottle of Jack is $175. So it's like these people, like, and then they, you know, if you're the sweet manager person, you get the tip. So if they don't order food, you don't get a good tip. But he told me, like, on the, the sweet manager that was talking to us, he said his daughter paid for her whole semester of college 
working CMA Fest. Like they all work these things. I believe it. It's a long hours. It's a lot of stuff. But he was, he said I got to go to Germany off of it. He said he makes like eight hundred dollars in a night sometimes, and I'm like. Wow. So I don't know. Props like, to you, brother. Props to you. But you know what? Like, do you ever think like when you're in those situations, like for you, would you do that for the money? Hell yeah, I do. No, it for being the money. honest, would you actually like? Hell yeah, I've done it for the money. What are you talking about? I'm saying, would you want to quit your job and do that job for money? Right now, currently, no. Yeah. But would I do it for the money? Yes. Yeah. That's not the life I want to lead. I feel right like it's now. a good like old person job. Sure, there's a lot of young people that do it too. I saw a lot of old ones. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, hell, if I'm making eight hundred dollars a, a a day, I'll, I'm young or old, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Uh, yeah. But there's a lot of those traits where they're jobs where you know you make money, and whether you know people kind of look down on them or whatever that is that people like. You make a lot of money. It's like being a server. Like if you're a server at the right restaurant, you you're banking. Yeah, you're, or you're doing well. Or honestly, it's like working at Trader Joe's. I'm sorry, but like we make yeah. we make triple what people at Kroger make. We make Probably. a good money at Trader Joe's. Like we do really well. And I'm like, we're. I mean, I I think that maybe we're more of an elevated position and doing more at Trader Joe's than people at Kroger are. Definitely for sure. But I still feel like there's so much value in that job. I And I actually forgot to tell you about this before we talk about the wine and close up. I wanted to tell you about this. I forgot. She's getting in a position to yeah. talk. Well, here. the puppy's on my lap too. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I was at Trader Joe's Tuesday. What's today? Wednesday? Yesterday? <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to – I'm like beelining it to the bathroom because I had to pee so bad. And I was on the register and this woman and her friend, she was like, do you work here? And I'm like, yeah. And she was like, can I, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, like I can talk. That's cool. And she was like, I like, I run this business. Like I'm part of this corporation. And she was like, my friend has been begging me to come to Trader Joe's. And she was just like, why do you love working here? She was like, I'm so fascinated by Trader Joe's and by the employees and like, why is everybody so happy? Like, what makes this place so great? Like, everyone has, like, told me I need to come here. And she was like, can you explain why you love it here so much? And I was like, geez. So there's other employees around me that were kind of, like, watching me. And I was like, okay. And she said, tell me about, like, what's the spiel about Trader Joe's? And, you know, I, I think you go into, well, uh, you know, like, our products. Like, we just carry these products that are – better than anywhere you can find and like we they're unique and like we go into these places all over and we find unique things that you'd pay top dollar for but we're a privately owned company and we don't have a middleman and we buy these things in bulk and then we can let the consumer have something that's you know you'd normally pay i said look at the wine for instance of course i refer to the wine i said there's a wine over there right now which we're drinking tonight that's 8.99 that normally would be a $25 bottle of wine. And I said that, that, and I was a customer originally, and that's what made me fall in love with Trader Joe's. I kept going back being like, why is everything so good there? And I'm not paying Whole Whole Foods prices. So I said that, and then also just like, you know, they create this environment. That's, That's fun. You know, obviously during the pandemic, it was not as fun and it was hard, but 
overall, it's a company that really fosters this kind of fun environment mm-hmm. and a team environment and they promote ownership and they pay us well and they give us good insurance. And like you're talking about servers, like servers most of the time don't get insurance. Nope. They don't give them insurance. And, you know, I, you look at Trader Joe's and they've had so many employees that have been there 20 plus years. What company do you look at that has employees that have retrain, retained that many people that have stayed there that long? Totally. Like you've been there. TJ's worked there for 14 years. He right. opened the store in Green Hills and, so, you know, I can't talk highly enough about the company and, you know, I was really grateful for it and TJ was like during the pandemic because we had job security when a lot of places didn't and, you know, yeah, it, it has been a major place of fun and oh, I yeah. really... A lot of good memories. For yeah, sure. a lot of good... keep coming. They're coming, coming, coming. I mean, it's definitely rough on the body. I think that's the main thing that's hard is it hurts your body. Yeah. I hurt every night <laughs> of my life. But yeah, let's talk about this wine. This is a fun wine. This is a very fun wine. Uh, Rough and Ready Wine Productions, uh, Cab Franc versus Cab Sav. Lodi, California. There's two boxers on it going at it. And um, our first introduction to this wine label, I think, was last year. When they did Petit versus Petit, right? Yes. And they used the same label, but... um, That's what it was called, though. Petit versus Petit. Yeah, it was Petit Verdot and Petit Syrah. Yes. And this is a Cab Franc. So this is Cab Cab. Franc versus Cab Sav. um, Give a little information about Cab Sav. A lot of people don't know that. Cab Sav. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. So... Cab Franc is the original, and Cabernet Sauvignon is actually from Sauvignon Blanc mixed with Cab Franc. Right. So, really, Cab Franc is the parent of Cab Franc Cabernet all started, right? Sauvignon. Yes. So, which is crazy because most people drink Cabernet like Cab Sav, but Cab Franc is where Cab Sav originated from. Yeah, and I'd have to. Have- I mean, I know more Cab Franc is coming out these days just because mm-hmm. I, I try it more. Yeah. Um, but Cabernet Sauvignon, I don't know if it, it grows more, like especially in California and stuff like that. I know, you know, Old World has Cabs off too, but I feel like old, feel more like Old World has uh, more Cab Franc. Just from what I've been trying, even though I know Cab Franc, you know, they're doing it in California and stuff like that, which I've tried too, but. um, Yeah. And then I was going to talk to you about my theory on that. And you and I have had a lot of hybrid wines and things like that, hybrid grapes. And um, I was thinking that maybe the reason for that was because. Once they blended the Sauvignon Blanc and the Cab Franc and made Cab Sav, it grew so much easier. They didn't have to put as much pesticides. You know, it was just didn't have as much mold. And mm-hmm. it seems like all these originals just don't have as like they, all the originals have a lot of problems. And then when they and I this analogy sounds crazy, but like comparing it to like a dog, like if you get a purebred dog, mm-hmm. they have they're more problems usually it comes with those dog breeds like they die earlier like all these issues mutts live way longer don't have as many health issues which is weird but i don't know i i think there's like something to that could be i have yeah. i have no idea 
I might be wrong. I don't know. I'm just something I'm thinking about. Well, the back of this bottle says two cabs trading jabs. And it says deep ruby in color. This dynamic duo is packed with aromas of boysenberry jam and black cherries with hints of vanilla and lightly toasted oak. And I think that's the perfect description of this wine. Yes. I think it's uh, definitely is that. I mean, I I get the vanilla and the oak, but I also get a lot of, uh, yeah, that jam and that um, dark cherry and stuff too. So. Yeah, I absolutely love this wine. I think this this is a wine that you should pick up and from Trader Joe's. I think it's $8.99. $8.99. Yeah. Super good. $25 easily. And sorry, this is a little short part because we actually got cut off. So we were just like, oh man, we need to finish it up. And um, but we think you need to buy this wine from Trader Joe's. And it's from Rough and Ready and it's Cab Franc and Cab Sav Blend. And we'll take a picture of it, post it yeah. on the gram. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Oh, man. Stay tuned for more tired episodes. Act- activities <laughs> from the wine duo. Cheers. Thanks for listening, y'all. Cheers. Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs>